All right. Hey, good morning, Three Circle Church. We we can't tell you how excited we are about what God is doing in Robertsdale. Things kicked off last Sunday morning with a uh, uh, sunrise service, and you saw some shots from that. Today will be the first official day of meetings there, and uh, we have a team there. Uh, and just incredible what God is doing. So why are we playing you guys that? Why do we want you to see that? Well, because we know you know people who uh, who live in that area, who live in the Robertsdale or the Locksley, the North Foley, the Elsinore or some of those areas, uh, Somerdale. And so what we want to invite you to do is help us invite your friends uh, to that campus, So, which is a kind of a new way to do it. And if you know people like that, we have several hundred invite cards specifically for Three Circle at Sweet Home Coffee, Sundays at Sweet Home. And you can go to the hub in our lobby, and they'll give you uh, some of those invite cards so you can get them to your friends and go, hey, uh, you need to go try this out. This is for you. This is for your community. So grab those at the hub. You can do that, all right? Today is a very special day. I, I tell people when I go to other places in the country to speak or, 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 or talk to churches, I tell them the story of Three Circle and how I don't know of too many churches where the new pastor and the founding pastor of the church still serve on staff together and are great friends. But that is the story at Three Circle. Today we have the opportunity to hear from uh, Pastor Mike Meganson. We also want to honor him. And I want to honor him as I introduce him. He and his wife, Sally, I'm going to ask you guys to stand up real quick. Mike and Sally Meganson are right here on the front. And y'all just uh, give them a hand. They're amazing. Yes. So I, I tell people this. So they're, guys, are all leaders are gifted in different ways. But the one thing that I have watched for 10 years here at Three Circle uh, is the shepherding heart that is Pastor Mike Magnuson. Pastor Mike Magnuson is without a doubt the greatest shepherd leader I've ever been around. I've learned how to shepherd people better by just being in the room with him by watching how he loves people, by watching how he cares for people. Uh, there's nothing like walking in a hospital room or a funeral home in the toughest moments of ministry with Pastor Mike Magnuson. This is a man who uh, loves Jesus and loves people, and God has used him. Uh, a couple of decades ago, he saw out here in this cow pasture uh, a vision for a ministry uh, that still to this day just continues to do great things, but he saw it before anyone else did. So he founded a little church that became Three Circle. We're all grateful for him, and today we get to hear him as he is coming up on his retirement. There's also going to be a reception for him this afternoon that you can be a part of. It's a come-and-go thing. You can come in and honor he and Sally and their family. But Pastor Mike, from me to you, and I'm sure the whole church would say, thank you for being the great shepherd you have been. Thank you for seeing something before anyone else did and putting your whole family on the line, your ministry on the line to start this thing called Three Circle. We can't wait to hear what you have to say to us today, but but today is the is is the period, I guess, on the end of several decades of integrity, of faithful ministry, and of teaching us all what it looks like to be a shepherd. Would you welcome to the stage again, Pastor Mike Meganson. Thank you, Pastor Chris, and, and thank you, church. Um, gosh, the first, first thing I have written in my notes is, dry it up, Mike. <laughs> Suck it up. And uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, there's going to be some tears uh, here um, this morning from me. Um, 
But as I've gotten older, I've gotten to where I just don't care. <laughs> you know, when you're younger, you kind of tears kind of embarrassing. But but when you get older, you just, you just don't care anymore. But uh, gosh, just thank you so much, church, and thank you for allowing me to just be one of your pastors for um, next month. Will be 28 years we've been here serving here. Thirty-eight years in ministry, twenty-eight years here, and uh, I, I just need you to know this: that serving you and serving here at Three Circle Church uh, has been the greatest joy and the greatest honor of my life. I'm grateful, and I'm thankful, and I'm blessed. And if it were all to end tomorrow, if God were to call me home tomorrow, I could truly say in front of all of you here today, this has been the, the greatest ride of my life, serving you here at Three Circle Church. And I just want to say, as I look at everything that God has done over these 28 years here, and I'll have more to say about that in a little bit, but as I look at everything that God has done over these 28 years, I just want to say, yay, God. Right? Just, yay, God. Look at what he's done because he's, he did it. He did it. And I want to take just a moment to honor some people. I want to honor our executive team, Pastor Chris, Pastor Russell, Pastor Blake, Pastor Zach, these four men. We, we have an incredible team of leaders uh, that lead us well, that love Jesus, that love the word, that love this church, that love you. Uh, and, and um, are just incredible leaders for our church, and so I want to honor them. I want to honor our staff this morning. I, I know you know this, but we have an incredible staff of men and women here at Three Circle Church that love Jesus and who love you, and incredibly talented and gifted and creative, just an amazing team that I've had the honor of serving with over these last few years. And I also want to honor my wife, Sally. I told her this morning I was going to make her cry too. If I had to cry, she's going to have to cry too. I want to honor Sally. Um, if it weren't for you, uh, for your love and working together as a team and devotion and commitment, none of this would have happened. This wouldn't be here without you. That's right. And I just want to say thank you, Sally, for following me on all these crazy adventures. Moving here, planning a church when it was just the five of us, planning a church here 28 years ago. Following me to Costa Rica on this crazy adventure, spending two years of, of being your missionaries to Costa Rica for those two years there. So, so uh, I honor you and I love you and thank you for all that you are. I want to honor those original members of Bay Area Baptist Church. Uh, you guys, the ones that are still here, and those that are maybe watching on, online uh, this morning, uh, thank you to those original members of Bay Area Baptist Church who, who shared this vision, who caught this vision of planting a different kind of church to reach all kinds of people, a church based, built on the gospel, pointing people to Jesus. 
So thank you. And I also want to honor the original members of Church on the Eastern Shore that had that same, that very same vision and who invited us in to work together what, 20 years ago to be the church that we are today as Three Circle Church. Some of you are here this morning, those original members. And to, to you, the original members of those churches, I just want you to know, you need to know that we today, we stand on your shoulders. Those original members, we stand on your shoulders today. And we're so thankful for your vision, for your faithfulness, for your generosity that got all this started way back when. So thank you. Also, again, just a big thank you goes out to Pastor Chris today for allowing me this time to preach. And thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your friendship. Uh, Brother, I I love you and are so thankful for you. And uh, just a real quick story. I don't know if he would remember this or not, but the first time I met Pastor Chris was uh, December of 2011. I had a Sunday off that Sunday, and I'd heard Pastor Chris was actually serving as a campus pastor at Potential Church over in uh, Pensacola. And I'd heard about Potential Church, I'd heard about him, and so we had this Sunday off, so Sally and I got in our car, and we drove over to Pensacola and, uh, to check it out. And we attended the worship service there at Potential Church, uh, listened to Pastor Chris preach. He, he did okay. You know, it was, it was all right. Right, I think he was preaching about the trees of Christmas, if I remember correctly. He did okay, but I'll never forget this. I'll never forget that uh, after the service, he was standing out in the lobby, and Sally and I kind of made our way up to him and introduced ourselves to it. You know, we're from this church over in Fairhope, and we just wanted to come and, 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 and meet you. And I'll never forget what he said that day, Pastor Chris. This is what he said. He said these words. He said, hey, uh, so glad that you were here today. And, and listen, if there's anything I can ever do to help you guys out over there, you just let me know. Well, little did he know, little did he know that it's like seven months later we were going to be calling him to be our pastor here. I never will forget that. So, Pastor, thank you, Pastor Chris, for your friendship, your leadership. We, we love you, brother. So what kind of message would be appropriate for today? As I started thinking about that question, one thing came to mind that I thought would be, immediately came to mind, that I thought would be appropriate for today. I want to talk to you today about the gospel, and specifically about living out the gospel. Because think about this, what was last Sunday? Somebody tell me, what was last Sunday? Yeah, Resurrection Sunday, right? Easter Sunday, and what did we do? We celebrated Easter, right? We, we gathered here today, uh, our, our last weekend, we gathered there here last weekend, and some of us dressed up, and some of us didn't, and that's okay, and we gathered here on Easter weekend on our different campuses, and some of us joined us online like you're joining us online here today, and we sang, and we worshiped, and we clapped, and we cheered, and some of us danced. Up here, and we baptized a whole bunch of people. We we splashed some water around up here last weekend. And we together, we listened to the message of Easter, and together we affirmed the message that Jesus is alive. We, We celebrated the message that Jesus is alive, and the tomb is empty, right? That's what we did last week. 
But can I just tell you, can I just remind you, can I just shake you up a little bit here today with the truth that you can do all of that on Easter and celebrating and cheering for Jesus without really knowing Jesus. You can do that. You can celebrate Jesus without ever really knowing Jesus. Because here's what I want you to get today. Write this down in your notes. You can be a fan of Jesus without following Jesus. Think about that. Because it's true. You can be a fan. We can be a fan of Jesus without ever really following Jesus. And Pastor Kyle Eidelman uh, nails this truth in his book. It's a great book, Not a Fan is the title. And he, met, he nails this truth in his book, Not a Fan, by saying this. He said, Jesus was never interested in having fans. When he defines what kind of relationship he wants, enthusiastic admirer isn't an option. My concern is that many of our churches in America have gone from being sanctuaries to becoming stadiums. And every week, all the fans come to the stadium where they cheer for Jesus, but have no interest in truly following him. The biggest threat to the church today is fans who call themselves Christians, but aren't actually interested in following Christ. They want to be close enough to Jesus to get all the benefits, but not so close that it requires anything from them. That pretty much nails it, doesn't it? What he said there. And what does being just a fan of Jesus get you at the end? If nothing changes, if that's all that you are, you come to church, you clap, you cheer, yay Jesus. What does it get you at the end if nothing changes, if, if nothing changes in your life, if you don't take that next step from being a fan to being a follower, what does it get you? Here's what it gets you. And it's not the consolation prize. It's found in what I believe to be the most frightening disturbing, sobering warning in the entire Bible. It's Matthew 7, 23, where Jesus said to, to fans, he was talking to fans in that passage, and they were great fans in that passage. You're going to look at it in your small groups this week, but in that passage, Jesus turned to these people who were his fans, and they said, Lord, have, have we not prophesied in your name? Lord, have we not Cast out demons in your name. Lord, have, have we not done many wonderful things in your name? And so these were big fans. These were great fans. They were seasoned ticket holders. Y'all, they had all the fan gear. They had the hats. They had the shirts. They had the pom-poms. And they were there at every event. They were great fans. But look at what Jesus said to these fans. Depart from me. I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. And church, whether you're here in, in this room or whether you're joining us online, if you don't hear anything else I say today, please hear this. Don't let that be you. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? Don't let that be you. As a fan of Jesus, don't let that be you where one day you have to stand before Jesus and one day you will, all of us will. But don't let that be you where he turns to you and says, Depart from me, I never knew you. That's just a fan. 
Don't let that be you. So what's the answer? What gets us from celebrating Jesus and cheering for Jesus, even clapping for Jesus, to really, really knowing Jesus in a real and personal way? Here it is. It's believing in, you probably already know this, but it's believing in and living out the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus. And it was that good news that Pastor Chris reminded us of last week in the, in the, at Easter in his message. It's the good news of Jesus that the tomb is empty. It's the good news of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's believing in that, and it's also living it out. And what does that look like? What does that look like to live it out? I want to show you what that looks like. It's found in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, which just happens to be my life verses. I love these two verses. And for almost 49 years now, almost 50 years now, that I've been living, trying to live this out as my life verses. And I believe it's a perfect picture for us of what it means to live out the gospel. It's in your notes, and it's going to be on the screen. And you, if you want to turn to your Bible, if you have your Bible with you, you can turn to it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, or in your, on your, if you want to look at it on your device. But again, it's in your notes and on the screen. And, and I want us to, to do this. Can we just read it out loud? That'd be okay? Y'all, y'all cool with that? Let's just read it out loud. It's just a short two verses, so let's read it together. Y'all ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Let's pray together. So, Father, as we gather here today, Lord, just first of all, just thank you for your holy word. And as we think about your word today and dig down deeper into your word today, Lord, would you show us clearly, plainly, powerfully what it means to really live out the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. So y'all, from this passage, church, from this passage, what does gospel living look like? Let me just give you three descriptions that, to me, are just so obvious. I'm sure to you as well. Just very obvious descriptions of what gospel living looks like. First is this. Gospel living, write this down, is trusting Jesus with all your heart. It's trusting Jesus with all your heart. Again, verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? And so it begins right there with trusting in the person and the work of Jesus. But notice that little phrase, don't miss it, don't skip over it, with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that just means this. I believe it's just simply, this is my paraphrase. It just means you're all in. You're all in. There's no holding back, right? It's being 100% all in to the gospel, living it out, believing it, living it out. You know, they say pictures are worth a thousand words, and if that's true, then videos are probably worth, I don't know, 10,000 words maybe, right? So that being true, check this out. Cause there's Woo! 
Every time I, I watch that video, I, say, I just want to say, wow, just wow. So here's this guy, Felix Baumgartner is his name. This guy steps out of this little capsule at what I, I originally thought was like 80,000 feet, but as I looked at it closer, he stepped, stepped out of that capsule underneath that helium balloon at 128,000 feet at the edge of space with nothing but a parachute on his back, and he jumped. From 128,000 feet. To me, that's what it looks like to trust in something with all your heart. With nothing but a parachute on his back. That's all he had. And y'all, that's where gospel living starts. It's climbing out. It's trusting in Jesus with all your heart. It's climbing out of what's safe and what's comfortable and what's expected and what's nice and what's easy. And it's asking yourself this question, do I really believe this? Do I really believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ? And if so, you jump. You jump, you take that step, and you trust him. And when you do, I'm here to tell you, you don't need no stinking parachute. When you're trusting Jesus, you don't need a parachute. You'll have something better. You'll have Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that he's better, he's stronger, he's greater, and you can trust him with all that you are and all that you have. Amen, Amen church. And so gospel living begins right here with trusting Jesus with all your heart. And, and listen, if you haven't done that yet, do that today. Why not today? Why not trust him today with all your heart? Maybe you've been coming and checking out this stuff called church, called Christianity. And, and if you haven't yet taken that step of faith and trusting in Jesus, do it today. Would you do it today? Would you trust him today? And we would love to know about that. If you trust Jesus today with all your heart, let us know about that. And we found a, we've got an easy way to let us know because we would love to talk with you more about that. So all you have to do is text my decision, all one word, to 97,000 because our staff would love to follow up with you and counsel with you and, and encourage you in this walk of faith and trusting Jesus. So it all begins with trusting Jesus with all your heart. Then a second description that we see here is that gospel living is this. Write this down. Gospel living is depending on Jesus more and more and on yourself less and less. Again, verse 5 says this, and lean not on your own understanding. And that's just telling us to depend on Jesus. 
Another way of saying the same truth is let Jesus lead you as you trust him. Depend on him, lean on him, and let Jesus lead you. As you do this dance with Jesus, you have to let him lead, right? Maybe some of you have taken dance lessons. If you have, you know somebody's got to lead in that dance. And so as you dance this dance with Jesus, let him lead. Gospel living is letting Jesus lead you. Because when it comes to knowing and trusting Jesus, there's going to be And I can tell you this from personal experience. There's going to be lots of times when things won't make sense, y'all. It just won't. There are going to be times when when God won't make sense. There are going to be times when you won't have a clue to what God is up to, to what God is doing. What? God, you want us to to move from Tuscaloosa. This was back, back in 1994. You want us to leave our church and our friends and all that we had there and leave Tuscaloosa. I mean, how good can it get, right? In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You want us to leave all that and you want us to move to Fairhope and you want us to plan a new church? What? Really? Or just a few years ago, what? You, you, you want us to leave Three Circle Church and you want us to move to Costa Rica. Costa Rica's great, but still, you want us to to move there and become full-time missionaries. You want us to leave our salary and now all the stuff that we had here and our friends here. And You want us to go and raise our own support and live as full-time missionaries? What? Really? You want us to do that? And so, y'all, there's just going to be times, understand this, there's going to be times when God doesn't make sense. And it's okay because he's God. It just won't make sense. God's going to ask you to zig when you think you need to zag. When you think you need to go here, God's going to say, nope, you got to go there. And that's when you have to learn to depend on him and just let Jesus lead in this dance of faith. And here's why. This is important, y'all. Because when you depend on him, When you learn to depend on Him, when you lean on Him, when you trust Him with all your heart, that's when you can learn how dependable and trustworthy He really is. That's why in the Psalms, throughout the Psalms, the book of Psalms, God is often referred to as our rock and our refuge and our fortress And at times he's referred to as our high tower. Because you see, he's dependable. He's trustworthy. I heard this years ago. It's in your notes, so write this down. It's not original to me. I heard it years ago. But write this down. When God is all you've got, you discover that he is all you need. Amen, church? When he's all you've got, only there can you discover that he is all you need. So that no matter what you're going through, He's going to be there, right there with you. No matter what you're going through, He's going to be there. He's going to catch you. He's going to keep you. Maybe you're here this morning, your marriage is a mess. He's going to keep you. He's going to catch you. He's going to be there for you. Maybe your finances are are a mess. Maybe you've lost your job recently. He's going to keep you. He's going to be there for you. Maybe you've been to the doctor recently and you heard the C word. He's going to keep you. Maybe you've lost a spouse recently. He's going to keep you. Maybe you've lost a child. 
Maybe you've lost your health. He's going to keep you. Because He is trustworthy. He is dependable. I believe one of the most encouraging verses in all the Bible is found in Hebrews 13.5. that just simply says this. Here's God's promise to us here today. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And what does that mean? It just simply means that you can depend on Him. You can lean on Him. You can trust Him. He's always going to be there. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to let you fall. He's always going to catch you no matter what. So gospel living is depending on Jesus more and less on yourself. You can depend on Him. Then the third description that we see here in this passage of gospel living is this. Write this down. Gospel living is following Jesus in all your ways. Following Jesus in all your ways. Again, verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. And another way of thinking about that or understanding that is just, just following Jesus in every part of your life. Just keep following Jesus in all your ways. Acknowledge Him. That's the point of this little book that we have out in our resource center entitled The Way of Jesus. I love the book. Not sure about the author. You know, the author's not quite sure about that guy. You know, a little sketchy. But I love the book. Because my definition in that book of discipleship is this, simply this. It's simply following Jesus in order to become more like Jesus in every area of our lives. Becoming more and more like him. Less and less like the world. More and more like Jesus. That's what it's all about. And I believe that's what Proverbs 3, 6 is telling us here. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, follow him. As an example of this, I was at a conference uh, a little over a week ago where I heard one of the pastors there tell the story of in his, in his local church. He was preaching, and he was, it was an evangelistic message talking about the gospel, just preaching the gospel. And at the end of this message, he, he gave an invitation. You know, we don't do that a lot here, but in his church, he gave an invitation for all those who needed to receive Christ, trust in Christ, to come forward. And, and, and during the invitation, this little nine-year-old boy got up, walked to the front. I think his name was Billy. So Billy got up, walked to the front, took the pastor's hand and said, Pastor, I, you know, I, I want to trust in Jesus. I want Jesus to come and live in my life. But I have a question. And the pastor said, oh, that's awesome, Billy. Way to go, Billy. What's your question? And the little boy looked up, Billy looked up at the pastor and said, well, here's my question. If, if I'm just nine years old, if I ask Jesus to come and live in my life, and I'm just nine years old and Jesus is a grown-up, and he comes to live in my life. Won't he stick out? <laughs> Won't he stick out? And how would y'all answer that little boy's question? Yes, right? Yes, yes. What a great description of, of living out the gospel and, and discipleship. Yes, if Jesus is living in you, he's going to stick out. In every part of your life, he's going to stick out. Jesus is going to stick out in your marriage. He's going to stick out in your work. He's going to stick out in your hobbies. He's going to stick out in your relationships. Everywhere you go, if we're following Jesus in all of our ways, if we're following him, he's going to stick out of our lives. That's gospel living. Where you're no longer a fan, but you're a follower follower of Jesus and he's going to stick out all over he just is 
And then notice, finally, just notice with me what happens when we live out the gospel. When we believe in and live out the gospel. When we're trusting Jesus and depending on Jesus, leaning on Jesus and following Jesus. Look at, look at the promise here in verse 6. Verse 6 ends by saying just this short little sentence. And he shall direct your paths. He shall direct your paths. Another way of saying the same thing is, write this down. God's promise is to guide our steps. God's promise here is to guide our steps. And how many of us here today would say, I I want that. I need that. How many of us here this morning? I need that. I need God to guide my steps. Yes, we all do, right? I do as well. And that's the promise here. And I can stand here today. If we had time, I stand here today and I could tell you story after story how I've seen God keep this promise in so many ways. 38 years in ministry, 28 years right here. I can tell you story after story of seeing God keep this promise to guide our steps. Let me just tell you one quick story before I run out of time. And that's the story of after we've been meeting at Bay Area for a couple of years at Crossway Counseling in Daphne, we felt like it was time to, to buy some property, right? It was, it was just time. We just knew it was time, so we started looking for some property to buy so we could build our own building and just put down roots. So we started looking for property. Then we found, we found a, a five-acre five track right across the street from, from Daphne High School. Perfect location, or so I thought. Perfect location right across the street from Daphne High School, owned by the Methodist Church. So I thought, this was it. Yay, God, this, was, this is it. And, and so we made an offer, a low offer, granted, and it was rejected. Closed door. So we were discouraged. We were disappointed. And then we found another, um, about another five acres on Pollard Road, again, on, in Daphne. Another parcel, and, and it just seemed to be another great location, perfect location for us. We even had a worship service. Remember that, Sally? We had a worship service on that property. And we thought, yay, God, this is it. This is, get, this is it. This is the property. And so we made an offer on the property, thought everything was going great. And then at the last minute, it was turned down. Offer was rejected. And at that point, i, I got to be honest, I was discouraged. I was disappointed, frustrated, like, God, what's going on here? You know, we thought this was it. It's not. What's going on? But we continued just to trust and pray and depend and follow Jesus as best we could. And we kept meeting and kept praying, Lord, show us where you want us to be. It wasn't very long after that that I got a call one day from one of the guys in our church, Rusty Gross. And Rusty called and said, hey, I was just driving by Highway 104 the other day, and I just happened to see this, this realtor putting up this sign on this piece of property on Highway 104. You might want to go and check it out. So I drove over, got my car, and drove over, and, and uh, we took a picture of the property that was just listed on, on there's the sign. And... Uh, that's Highway 104, looking towards Highway, what was then, County, County Road 27, Highway 181. We made an offer, $16,500 an acre, and it was accepted. And church, that's where we are right now. That's where you're sitting right now. 
That's us. That's this property right here. God answered our prayers. And y'all, 23 years later, God took us from this, from that, to this. 23 years later, from that to this. Just look around you. Look at what God has done. Look at what God has done. And I can tell you, church, that God did it. He kept his promise because he always does. He guided our steps. And as you trust him and depend on him and follow him, he will do the same for you. Amen. As our team comes this morning, I'm going to ask you to do something um, by special request. And uh, I want to ask you to stand with me, if you don't mind. And we're going to celebrate. You know, just celebrating what God has done over these last 28 years and what God has done here at Three Circle Church. And if you feel like, I uh, hope you'll sing. If you feel like clapping, feel free to clap. If you, if you want to dance, you know, we, yeah, we can do that, right? We can dance at Three Circle Church. And, and just let's just celebrate. And here's the story. When, when Sal and I, we packed up, when we were leaving Tuscaloosa 28 years ago, next month, we packed up the U-Haul. The U-Haul was packed up with all the furniture and all the stuff, you know, from our house and the dogs, the cats, and by the way, the kids. We couldn't leave the kids. Uh, but we were, had it all packed up, and, and as we were pulling out of the driveway in Carriage Lane in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I took my cassette. It was 1994, y'all. <laughs> took my cassette, popped it in the cassette player, and as we were leaving Tuscaloosa, headed south for Fairhope, Alabama, we left claiming this song. Let's sing it together. 